we need the anointing of God. The anointing is that divine enablement of the Holy Ghost or the power of God to operate and function in our life. And some of us men need the anointing of God on our life to really be our father. We need the anointing of God in our life. Some of us business people, we need an anointing. You can go through the motion, and I don't want to go through the motion. You should want to be anointed. You're listening to the Anointed Leadership Podcast with Terry Lynn Scott. Subscribe today to start cultivating more leadership anointing in your life. Now, here's your host, Terry Lynn Scott. Everybody, welcome back to the Anointed Leadership Podcast. I'm your host, Terry Lynn Scott, and I'm so grateful you're joining me today. We're jumping into part two of our review from trusting others in our leadership conference in the sessions that I had last year. And so last time we come in, we talked about uh, creating the environment and then painting that uh, the vision clearly with great communication. This is how you, you build trust inside your teams. Today, we're going to jump into uh, the second portion of that clip from the conference, and we're going to break down seven things that I believe you have to have in place to be able to create trust. And so before we jump into that today, I want to just remind you of a couple of things. Number one, if you have not uh, subscribe to our channel and hit the notification, please do so. We drop one every other Thursday with new content that helps and benefits leaders in today's society. Secondly, is if you want to communicate to us, uh, leave a comment or review, shoot me an email. Go to my website, terrylinscott.com. There's a Q&A uh, tab there where if you have a question, you can ask it. Uh, we will answer it in person there by email. We can also answer it live on the show. Also, if you would like me to come in and build your teams, I just came out of a great leadership uh, down near Cookville, Tennessee at I Am Worship with Pastor Mark Ogletree. Powerful time that we had with his church uh, in preaching with leadership and then in with all the businesses there in the community. If you're listening to me from there, I call you blessed. I was so glad to be with you and I'm enjoying what God's doing in and through your ministries and businesses there in that city as you transform your city. And lastly is this, share the content. If you would do that for me, I would really appreciate that. It helps get the word out and helps us help more people. Hey, let's jump into it today. We're talking about trusting others, the part two of this, and what I'm really going to dive into, and I don't want to get too much now, but is the seven things that I really believe that we need in place to see trust build in our teams. And as you dive into this, listen with an open uh, mind. If you haven't listened to part one of this, go back and listen to that first, because I kind of preface what these seven things need, as, uh, need to happen and understanding what we need in our teams as we jump into these seven things. Hey, I'll be right back to you as soon as we jump through these seven thoughts inside the session. Everyone in our ministry knows that they can fall flat on their face and I'll be the first one to pick them up. I'll be the first one to stand with them. I, they know that. Why? Because we created an environment that says, let's talk. Let's figure this thing out. You've got to develop this right here. Why? Because you need them. A lack of confidence in the leader creates problems for the company, customer, and employee. And lack of confidence comes when there's no trust. You've got to develop trust. I'm going to give you how to do that. How do I develop trust? How do you build trust? Can I tell you how you do it? First one, time. How to build trust. You mean go back to that for you? You're welcome. I told you, I listen to things at two speed means I speak at four speed. It's sometimes like that. So my, 
But a lack of confidence in the leader creates problems, not just for the, this, for the thing, the customer, the client, and the company. If there's no trust, I don't know about you, but I can, you can see it in places. You know, like this. Do you know Chick-fil-A is probably the best place to work? It's job security, man. But do you know their hiring process is not like McDonald's? Trust goes both ways. What I mean by this, a lack of confidence in the leader, it creates problems. In 2017, American Airlines, maybe you all remember this, a doctor suffered a broken nose, broken teeth, and a concussion being drug off of the plane. You all remember that? They beat him because he wouldn't leave the, the flight attendants, the stewards. And when they were asked... Just listen, do you think that's a great thing to do? Why didn't you stop? And they said, we hate the policy, but we feared losing our job. So American Airlines did something like genius. They began to rewrite policy. Woohoo! What do you think Dr. So-and-so felt after the fact? See, why are your people fearing losing a job? because they don't trust the leader. There's no confidence. Suffers this. This is what I'm talking about, trust in the company. But if you flew, I, I think it's, um, oh, Jesus, I, I know the name. It's another airline that's going to come to me here in a minute. But there's another airline. It's not a big one. But they say they would all, this guy told me the other day, I would only fly that, that uh, airline. It's not a big, it's not Spirit or something like that, but it's another one. And I said, why is that? And he said this, because the customer or the employees have the ability to make decisions that benefits both, A, the customer and the company. That's a trust that has been given to the employee to make great decisions. Did you know that Chick-fil-A does the same thing? Did you know that they have a, a power of control and freedom to, to as a runner of food? A fast food place gives permission for the person taking the order to make anything right without asking a manager. Oh, I got to go get my manager. You don't have permission to function, right? You don't have permission to do what you're supposed to do, what we trained you for, what we hired you for. Nope, I got to go get a manager. Here's what Chick-fil-A doesn't allow them to do. When you say, thank you, they're not allowed to say, you're welcome. You work for Chick-fil-A. What did they say? All you Holy Ghost-filled chicken eaters. My pleasure. So they don't trust them to say, you're welcome. They tell them, you will say, my pleasure, but they give them complete permission to make the order right. If I am a hourly individual, you worked there, didn't you? And that's part of the training. Listen, if the customer's unhappy, we trust you. Do you know why all the employees are smiling and saying, it's my pleasure? Because leadership gives them permission to function. It's the simplest thing over chicken. <laughs> and here we are, and we think, if we would just take the mindset of Chick-fil-A and give permission to function with great trust, how much better our churches would be? How much better our businesses would be? Give people permission to function inside their giftings. Give them permission. It's a trust factor. I mean, how, y'all got that wrote down? 
By the way, you're going to get a, a link to all of the recordings because they say, slow down. I can't. I try. How to build trust. See, when I slow down in my head, that's what it sounds like. And I, I just can't. Time. It takes time. You didn't get out of shape overnight. <laughs> Most of you don't get in shape overnight either. It takes time all the way across the board. You don't come become a multimillionaire overnight. You don't become a successful business person or entrepreneur overnight. It takes time. Same thing with trust. It takes time. Here's the hardest part as the leader. The hardest part is actually trusting them. It's harder to trust them than it is for them to trust you. It's easy. It was easy for me to trust Pastor Jimmy and Marty Squires when I first come to church. You know why it's easy to trust up? is because you're supposed to. It's really difficult to trust down. You're trained, even as a child, to respect authority. You're trained as a child to respect the elders. You're trained as a child to respect. That's easy. It's been bred into mankind. It's difficult because in our homes, especially dads, you know what I'm talking about, them, them uh, recliner dads with remote controls? Back then when they didn't have remote controls, we were the remote controls. Because we're inbreded that when I get to be a dad, I can't wait to have kids so I don't have to do. Come on, this is what's inbreded into us. So it's much more difficult to lead down or trust down than it is up. We're taught as a little kid. And so it takes time to do that. It takes energy. It takes effort to do this. The second thing it does is you gotta become honest and supportive. This is a key component. You gotta support and be honest about everything, not just the good and the, uh, uh, be honest, not just about bad. You ever, I, I'm, I'm working really hard. My wife's helping me. Is that, babe, this is what she says. You know, when you have teenage boys, you want to beat them. I'm, I, let me just, James 5, 16, confess your fault one to another. Pray for each other and you can be healed. So my boys, they never did hardly anything right that I could see. Because I could always see everything they did wrong. Y'all know what I'm talking about. But they did do right things, just like far and few in between, that they did do some right things. And she would say to me, you never celebrate and support what they did right. That's not true. See, it, you're always, it's, I was like, all right, whatever. And then I realized I've not said one good thing to one of my kids. I've always said what you didn't do, I'm gonna beat you, I can't stand this, I don't understand how many times, and this is what we do. Honest and supportive isn't just in critique and correction. It's also in praise. And you've got to learn that. This is what, how you build trust. Praise them for what they do. They did a great job. Like my staff, it's not just enough for me to sit here and say, my staff, thank you. You all did a phenomenal job. Thank you. for it's, that's, that's like uh, expected. How about when this is all over, I go to him, listen, thank you so much for all you did for me. That's like builds trust that he actually saw what I did. It's honest and supportive. Be honest. Don't be afraid to tell them what they've done wrong, but also don't be afraid to tell them everything they're doing right. This is how you build trust. This is how you build trust. The second thing is, is have confidence in others. Or the third thing, you get, this is how you build trust. Have confidence in them. Confidence in so many different things. Not just them or their abilities, but in them. If, if I had my staff in, in, in different things and I could pick them all apart, like this one does, I know this one is good at this one. Can I just use Stacy for a second? She's here. Stacy's amazing at creativity. 
She's amazing at getting a job done. She's amazing. She's horrible about planning. Like, Stacy, what are we doing today? I don't know. She's got great timers on her phone, but she just has no idea what the timers are for. <laughs> so I'm confident she's going to set a timer. Just not confident she knows why she set the timer. You all see what I'm saying? I'm not confident just in her skills. I'm confident in her. I'm also confident in what she can't do just as much as I am in what she can do. I'm confident. Like in my wife, I'm confident and she can do money and she can deal with things. She can get schedules ordered. She can da, 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 da. She, I'm confident she is not going to preach. She's not going to get up publicly. You see what I'm saying? She's not going to counsel. She hates all of that stuff. I'm confident. There's confidence in them, not just in what they can do, but who they are, what their gifts are. This is building trust. I'm not going to put you in somewhere that you are not going to function properly. That's part of building trust. You have to understand that. They're a body. They're a person. They have, yes, they are, but they're not going to function. And if they're not functioning, we're not functioning. This is what leadership has to understand. We got to make these decisions to help the, not just the company, but the individual. The next thing is be transparent. This is, a, this is key for me. The trust is that it's so transparent, they can raise their hand and say, I made a mistake, I'm struggling, right? But it's not only that, it's transparent enough where you say to them, listen, I screwed up. I made the wrong decision. Hey guys, as your leader, I'm hurting today. Can you all help me today? Nothing wrong with it. Quentin's boss said, had she feel safe going to him? You don't very rarely see that. That's an environment of trust. You gotta have transparency. Here's another one. You gotta be a great listener. Most leaders don't listen. Most people in leadership positions have the resolve before the word even comes out of their mouth. Because we're thinking... Listen, I'm talking to Terry right now. We're thinking about the answer of their problem without even listening fully to really what's going on. Listening isn't hearing. Listening is intently discerning what's really going on in their heart and engaging yourself into them. And here's how you know you're a good listener. When you go back to them and you ask them about it, when you check back up on them, husbands, I know I'm preaching right now, but it's leadership, but we don't do that very well for our wives. We, 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 men check out. We're great hearers, horrible listeners. This is how you build trust, is that you actually took time to pay attention as a leader to what's going on in their life. You text them about it. You call them on it. You see them out. You ask them about this. It's the hardest thing because most visionary leaders don't even think about the day. They're thinking out there, but you intentionally establish listening skills to do it. Watch this. Model the behavior you seek. This is how you build trust. Model the behavior you, you, you seek. You do what you say you're going to do. You do what you want them to do. You live it the way you want them. This is how you build trust. Trust them. Be okay with their failure. Be okay with them messing up. This is what leadership is. The last thing I want to say is this, is consistency. Consistency in all of these things develops trust. Consistency in listening, consistency in being confident, consistency in causing transparency, it builds trust. You can't do it one time and say, I got it. 
It's like every day, every day, every day, every day, every day, every day, every day. Watch. It's like this. Any married folk in here, without raising your hand, you know what I'm talking about. Married folk in here, you have an argument, and the wife says to the husband, you never buy me flowers. What does the husband think? I'll fix her. I'll buy her flowers tomorrow. Well, she doesn't like them tomorrow. Because I just told you. I'm, I'm laying it all out there. This is my life in a nutshell, just so you all know. She don't like it tomorrow because she just told you. But if you did it tomorrow, and then you did it in three days, and then you did it in two weeks, and then you did it in a month, and you didn't just do it on anniversary, birthday, and Valentine's, but you did it in days that don't matter. Consistency, when you're consistent, you show up when it doesn't matter when it, you're not supposed to. This is trust. I, I, I challenge and I leave you this tonight, is if you don't have a trust in your leader and the leader can't trust you, you're gonna have problems in your business, you're gonna have problems in your, uh, your church, you're gonna have problems even in your ministry. You're gonna have problems. Trust is a key component to empower people to do what they've called, been called to do. They've gotta trust you and you have to trust them, even when it's hard. Hey, welcome back today. Uh, listen, I hope you were blessed with those seven things as we draw, as we run through them. I want to point out three thoughts, just three things today that I want to recap when it talks about that. The one of those uh, points was confidence in others. That was that second point. We had time first and then confidence in others. And what I really believe is when there's a lack of confidence in others, when we don't trust, when we don't have confidence in their abilities. And as I also said, their inabilities. If I know they can't do something, like I can push people to try, I can push people to work it out, I can push people to go study and research, and sometimes people just are not good. And that's okay. We have to be okay with the inabilities just as much as we are with the abilities. And you can't force somebody, you can't force a round uh, or a square peg into a round hole. You just cannot do that. It's not going to work. And so their inability is that square peg into the round hole. So you've got to find what they're the best at. That's confidence in others. Having confidence in others is what creates trust from them up. But also a lack of confidence in somebody is also where there is distrust. When I don't trust you, when I distrust you, uh, I'm not going to work for you or with you very well. I'm going to give you 50 to 60% of my effort. I'm going to give you 50 to 60% of my time and energy. And the only reason why I'm doing that is so that I can get a paycheck. And when you have confidence as the leader into other people, listen to what I'm going to say. You can be a, a parent and have this situation. A parent with no confidence in their kid, that means they're not going to get out of their kid what they that full potential is. That child will be stunted in their development because of no confidence from the parent. We must transition this, this confidence in others so that we know that they, and they know that we care about them, we believe in them, that we are going to help them become all that they're going to be. Not just help me become all I need, but we're going to help them. Greatestly, a good leader, right, can, can encourage and impart. A great leader instills into others more so that they can get the most out of the other in that person. They become all that they're supposed to be. Confidence, I put it this way, confidence causes you to venture out 
of your comfort zone and reach your utmost potential. When you have confidence in your own life, it causes you to venture out. You, When you're confident in who you are and your skills, you are, you're okay to venture out of your comfort zone. You are okay to stretch as an individual. You know that. I know that. The more confidence I have, the more likely I am to step out of what I'm comfortable in because of my confidence that has come from experience, from success, and from others believing in me. And what happens is when I step out of the comfort zone, I'm able to reach a greater potential. Here's the thing. If that is true, and now you put confidence in somebody else, and because you, they may not be confident, listen to what I'm going to say, they may not be confident in themselves, but your confidence in them will cause them to be nudged out of that comfort zone to reach their full potential. I know this all too well because this is one of the things that I do for people is when I nudge them or I push them off the cliff, they actually experience and discover a greater dimension of their own life. Without confidence, though, they're never going to step out of that comfort zone. You must learn confidence in people and giving that confidence and, and portraying that confidence to them, right? With a healthy level of confidence, you can be the best version of yourself. And with a healthy level of confidence for others, they can be the best version of themselves. Most people just need somebody to believe in them. Most people just need somebody to support them. Who's in their corner? Hey, leader, that's your job. Not just be their boss, not just pay, write their paycheck, not just give them their, their, their place of work. Have, have a healthy level of confidence in them, of trust in them. When you do that, when you turn the trust, if you can accept this one thing, they're not going to be good at everything. But what are they good at? Have confidence in those. Push them to that degree. And then they might develop new skill sets and new abilities in the other area, right? Confidence is a belief and the, in the ability to exceed. I'm confident in your ability to succeed. A belief that stimulates action. Confidence is a belief in the ability to succeed. And it's a, a belief that stimulates action. So when you believe in, when you're confident in, it stimulates action on their side. If they don't feel you're confident about them, and here's what confidence doesn't look like. You're always checking up. You're not worried about. You're making their decisions. You're giving them all the answers. You're giving them all the resolve. That's no confidence in. You're not, they're just doing the work. You must have confidence in, ask their opinion, use their suggestions. This is how you build confidence that they believe in you, that you believe in them, is this is what it stimulates to action is when you are giving them permission to function inside the area that they are working in at their at their natural best. We talked about that in part one. So give the environment, create that. Don't just give all the answers. Let them answer for you. Choose their answer or their options. And that promotes healthy confidence in their life. Number two that I want to deal with today, if you're going to build trust, it's not just confidence in others, but I really want to say this one, transparency. I talked a lot about it in the in the whole conference and I talked about it in the two clips is it's a it's a safe place where people can be themselves. That's what transparency is. Transparency is not just, you know, you can see me. It's a safe place. Uh, I don't even like the word safe place, but you understand what I'm talking about because we're, we're safe in him. Right. In Christ. But this is what I'm talking about. It's a safe place that you can function and that you can be open and honest with your faults and open and honest. I'm a James 5.16 person. Confess your faults one to another. Pray for each other that you can be healed. That verse has changed my life radically. And that's what I'm talking about, transparency. Give a place where people, when they're struggling, 
when they're when they're having hard times, when they're not finish, fixing things, when they have problems at home, when they have problems outside the office, when they can come talk to us, when they can have an open door policy, sit down, let's talk. It's it's almost that where I'm not judging you because of your faults. I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to help you. I'm going to spend a little time with you because I'm a relational leader. I'm not just a boss. I'm not tyrannical, draconian uh, dictatorship. I'm your leader, and I want to help you. I want to get the most out of you for you, not for me. I want to see God work in your life. This is transparency, right? When, when we're willing to admit faults with no judgment, when we can confess and we go to, when people know they can come to their leader, shut the door and just say, listen, I'm struggling. That leader, listen to them and not hold it against them. This is transparency. In teams, if your people know they can trust you and be willing to share their heart with you why they're struggling without judgment, without punishment, that's where you're going to find a lot of trust. And those people are going to go that extra mile, right? They're going to, they're going to go further than what you are expecting them to go because they believe in you, because you believe in them. So look, confidence in others today transparency. And the last one I really want to deal with is this. You must be consistent. If you're, you're going to have to be consistent in punishment. You're going to be consistent in disciplinary actions, but you're also going to have to be consistent in rewards. You're going to have to be consistent in praise and celebrations. You're going to have to be consistent, right? One of the, one of the greatest threats to your future is inconsistency. I hear, I heard Craig Rochelle say it this way, successful people do consistently what others do inconsistently. So you can do hit and miss and never be successful, but successful people always do consistently what others do inconsistently. You know, successful people with uh, a good health is they consistently eat right, drink right, and they exercise. What people do that want to be healthy, they hit the gym once or twice a week, they eat cake twice a week, three times a week, they're drinking sodas and everything else often, and they, and they call them Coke Zeros. Listen, that's inconsistency for the actual goal. Successful people do consistently what others do inconsistently. One of the greatest revelations that I believe I received in that regard. And so here's what I want to challenge you. Be consistent. In, in your rewards. Be consistent in your lifestyle. Be consistent in your policies. Be consistent in your relationship. Be consistent in everything. Why? Because the greatest threat to your future success is inconsistency. Have consistency. Have consistency in meetings. Have consistency in trust. Have consistency in confidence, regardless if there's shortcomings, if there's hiccups, if there's potholes, if there's problems, right? You've got to realize that consistency is a key. In other words, what I'm saying, predictability is security for your team. If you are predictable and if you can be predictable and your team can predict you as well as customers, that's consistency. There's a level of trust. I know how you're going to answer this. I know how you're going to answer that. I know this is going to tick you off and I know this is going to make you tick. I know this about you. Your consistency of times, your consistency of meetings, your consistency of how you do things. It's this, believe it or not, that generates trust. People can trust you because they can count on you because you are consistent. Listen, go back through those seven things, apply those to your life. Number one, realize it's going to take time, but when it takes time, have confidence in others, be completely transparent and be consistent because successful people do consistently what others do inconsistently. Hey, till next time, I call you blessed. And I hope and I pray that you allow God's anointing get all over you to fulfill everything that you've been called to do in Jesus' name. Connect with Terry on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts to help this message reach more people so together we can create anointed leaders all over the world. Thanks for tuning in. Until next time. 
We're believing God with you and for you that whatever you put your hand to will prosper in Jesus' name.